Good morning, future Alex. It is day 29. Today is April the 6th. And I thought I'd talk a bit about another failure of mine. So today's story time is about a project that was called Edelweiss Collection. So it was about 2011, I think about one or two years before I started what became my first real company. And I was urging to start something and I'd saved up and set aside a, a small budget of a couple of thousand euros, an amount basically that I was willing to lose. I already knew I wanted to be in a product-based business. I'd been in consulting and services-based businesses almost a decade by this point. And although my original thought when I started my business degree was that I was on track to starting my own consultancy. But the more I understood the underlying models of consulting agencies, the more I knew I wanted to stay clear of them. But honestly, I was still very naive, full of energy, but almost no experience in starting a product-based business or even a business at all. I honestly can't remember how I came up with the product idea for this, there was probably a bit of four-hour work week still lingering in my head, and I was looking for something I could do with my partner at the time. And in the end, we started an online shop for Austrian speciality gifts. Basically, a gift box full of wine, chocolate, jams, uh, some spirits were in there, and even soap. And we called it Edelweiss Collection. I just checked the website, and it's now a piano manufacturer, but you can still see the original on the Wayback Machine. Technically, it was super simple. We just hosted everything on Shopify. But the complexities were obviously in sourcing and the logistics of this e-commerce business, basically. I decided that I would source the ingredients for 20 boxes. That was about half of the budget, and because the quantities were so low, uh, I just ordered them via the online shops usually, and so it was more or less at retail price. Maybe now and again I got a small discount for ordering 20 at a time. The idea was to offer these as nice gift boxes, so I also went ahead and ordered 20 large wooden boxes. I got them laser engraved with the logo and fit them inside with a small cushion of foam covered in, in a nice fabric, which we paid my partner's sister to do for us. And then just added some basic packing material to the mix. And it was a half-decent gift box. So at the time, I, I didn't know the term MVP. Uh, but I did know that I wanted to create something that I personally wouldn't be embarrassed to give to someone else as a gift. And spoiler, once we did shut down, I did that actually quite a lot. Part of the living room was then turned into a storage and a kind of assembly area. The store went online and then I started pouring money into ads. And this was my first ever paid advertising campaign. I was nervous, obviously, and probably made every mistake in the book. But nevertheless, over a period of about a month, I believe we got three orders, two from the US and one from the UK. And the two US orders sent me down a rabbit hole of trying to figure out how on earth I was going to import food products into the US commercially. Now, the FDA has a treasure trove of regulations and I spent days going through the different rules and 
I found a gift box exception. That was pure luck at this point because I hadn't checked this before creating the business or putting the store online. So usually in order to import products commercially into the US, you had to have a certificate from the manufacturer for every item. So from a gift box point of view, I needed to go back to each of my manufacturers and get them to uh, issue a certificate of uh, origin. But thankfully, I found this exception for gift boxes that didn't require that. And the thing was, it wasn't so much a written law, but more or less it was a rule of thumb and it was used at the discretion of the officer doing the inspection. So really there was only one way of finding out if that was true and that was obviously to send my first box to the US. I filled out the pre-import notification, basically an ESTA for products, and sent it on the way with the National Post here in Austria. I sent the confirmation to the buyer with a tracking number, and of course I was checking that tracking every day, until I got my first surprise. Tracking for international parcels sent with the National Post ends at the country boundary. So what I would have expected was door-to-door tracking like the big guys DHL or UPS do. But because I had chosen the cheaper alternative, which was the National Postal Service, that tracking ended suddenly, and I was stuck with a note saying package has left the country. But instead, all I could do was cross my fingers and hope it would make its way through customs and to the customer. In the meantime, I had sent a second package as well, and one morning I got an email from the first one to say it hadn't arrived, and obviously she wasn't happy at all, and expressed that in a very direct manner with some threats thrown in on top. So I tried to console her and told her I was going to send another box straight away and immediately followed up with the second customer to check if they had received it. And they had. So at this point, I was fairly confident that the gift box exception did exist and that it was just a matter of the first box being stuck somewhere in customs, maybe because it was the first box that we sent as a company. They did an extra inspection up until Today, I don't know what went wrong, but that first customer actually got two boxes in the end. Both were too late for the original intended use case, which was a birthday. I was sorry about that, but there wasn't much I could do at that point. So we fulfilled another two orders to the UK just in time for Christmas, and then things started drying up. Ads were still running as before, and I think I changed the targeting to only the US and the UK, but no further orders were coming in. Now, looking back, it's obvious now. It didn't seem as obvious at the time, and that was that gift boxes are largely a seasonal thing. And just because we'd started the business during a holiday season, we'd benefited from that. But possibly, if we had kept going and repeated the same thing the next holiday season with more ad spend, then who knows what might have happened. One more thing did happen during the lead-up to Christmas, and that was we started with a single large wooden box, which was quite pricey. I had made each box the same, same contents, packaging, and so on to make it as easy as possible to to ship these things. But after those first orders, I wondered if a smaller box might work too. So I went back to my box supplier, I ordered boxes in two more smaller sizes, this time only 10 of each. I sent them to the laser engraving and then put those online. Both UK orders were for the smaller version of the box, so I thought maybe that was the way to go and added more versions, even smaller boxes in beautiful cardboard boxes instead of wood. 
I added a wine only box, a lot of variation, but in the end, the seasonal sales that weren't happening after Christmas combined with the low margins I still had because I wasn't getting wholesale pricing for the ingredients just didn't sit well with me to invest another couple of thousand euros trying to keep things afloat. So ultimately, after about six months, I shut down. Now, the nice thing about a business like this was that all the ingredients were things that both me and my partner at the time loved to consume. So we had chocolates and wines for a year or more. The products we didn't use, I gave away. The only exception being the bottles of tomato and cucumber vinegar, which I still have to this day and only consume really small amounts of every year. Thankfully, it doesn't go off, or at least that's what I hope. The 30 or 40 wooden and cardboard boxes that I'd ordered and engraved became a staple of my storage system. And there's still boxes around my flat in different sizes. The delicately sewn foam cushion padding, I believe, went to a kindergarten that made good use of them. So all in all, nothing was really left over. I mean, it was all in all a loss, obviously, but it was a loss that I was okay with already going into the project. There was a brief moment a year later, long after I'd pulled the plug, where one of the UK customers contacted me via email, inquiring if there was a possibility to buy another box. I believe they had fond memories of Austria because that was where they had their honeymoon. I went out of my way to build them a custom box. Some parts were from the leftovers I still had that had not gone off or not been consumed and some extra bits and bobs that I bought around town. So what did I learn from this project? Well, I still have a good understanding of what it takes to send food into the US. I haven't needed that specific knowledge, to be fair, for anything else, but it proved to myself that I could step into something I had no idea about beforehand and dig through heaps of documentation to find the answer I needed. It's just a good skill to have and to know that you have it, because entrepreneurial journeys are filled with things like that. Did I give up too early? Yes. Did I not test well enough? Yes. There were so many mistakes involved. But fact is, it was the first real entrepreneurial project. I was selling real products to real people and they paid real money. It wasn't just a fake business use case that we did at university. So in that sense, it was doing something and not just thinking about it. I was bound to stumble the first few times uh, on an entrepreneurial journey. And this was just that, my first stumble, and it didn't bankrupt me. So all in all, I'm happy. Really, the only thing I'm sad about is that I never got to streamlining the logistics. Some part of me still finds the idea of running a physical product business with a warehouse and all the parts working together, scanning barcodes, putting stickers on things. There's there's something appealing there. But yeah, maybe maybe in the future. Anyway, that's all for today. As always, share the episode if you think someone else would enjoy it. Subscribe for maybe some more failure stories like this and go to futurealex.com for a full transcript and any links. I will talk to you tomorrow.